0: Before we begin, just to let you guys know, our logo artwork was designed by Nickel Anarchy, and music by Taylor Paisley French. Warning: This podcast does contain spoilers for the Ryodan Verse series. Hello everyone and welcome to The Best Damn Camp, a reverse read-along and analysis podcast that sets out to read all the books by Rick Rolden in timeline order. I'm your host Fran and welcome to the show. Today we continue our timeline journey with the Son of Neptune section entitled War Games and Receiving a Quest, which are from pages 101 to 149. As always, I have my points to focus on, so today we've got characters, plot, And generally what I thought of it. Now because these chapters and sections are so huge and I'm basically kind of covering them all in the overviews there is not gonna be a synopsis for probably most of Heroes of Olympus I think maybe we'll see Um, so yes no synopsis we're just gonna dive right in with Frank's POV overview and Frank's overview is as follows Frank replays what happened with Percy's arrival from his perspective with a few insights into who he is as a person. It turns out Frank has a particular curse that seems a little too cruel. His life force is tied to a stick, one that if burned up will burn him up with it, ending his life. And No one knows about it, except the ghosts apparently, and he hoped the healing organ's blood could help him. However, according to one of the laws, he should keep hold of it for now. They may have a quest coming soon. Hint, hint, hint. Frank then falls deep into memory, remembering his mother's funeral and the day his grandmother told him of his stick fate. Their family had an ancient line, dating all the way back from Canada to China to ancient Greece. They have many abilities, but because of it, Frank is too powerful so he must be just as equally weak. Back in current times, the fifth are being put up as cannon fodder for the war games, but as they begin, Frank comes up with a very useful strategy. With Frank at the helm, the fifth win the war games for the first time in a long time, but the celebrations don't last long. Someone has stabbed their leader in the back, killing her, or at least it should have killed her. That is when the next god of the day arrives. Mars, god of war and just cause. And he has some news for them. Thanatos, the god of death, is lost. And without him, the doors of death remain open. It will take a quest to reach the land beyond the gods to find and release him. And Frank will be leading that quest because Mars, his father, said so. Ooh! no one was surprised but it's cool that we found out and that (laughs) Frank has some answers because uh, as we find out in Frank's sections uh, he did not know who his father was and um, I'm kind of mad about the fact because it was so blooming obvious that I even remember rolling my eyes the first time I read this book as much as I love this series I did roll my eyes because I mean his mum met his dad in war, and his nan says that she met a god in Iraq. I'm sorry, like, and she, how, I, the, literally, one plus one equals two, but they're thinking one plus one equals five, or I just, I, well, equals imaginary questionable number, I don't know. But yeah, that was a whole thing. I'm just, mm, obviously, I'm getting to the feedback section <laughs> at this point, but I mean, Come on, come on. You guys can't be this dumb. <laughs> if you know the gods' names. And the fact that Frank then didn't put it together. Like, even if they didn't know much about the gods beforehand, or at least Frank, him then getting to Camp Jupiter, like, someone someone surely should have asked him, like, how, like if he knows how his mum met his godly parent. And, like, he says, oh, you know, she met him on the battlefield in Iraq. Um, she was a really good soldier. Sure, surely... Surely, there is some kind of discussion process that should happen of finding, and not even with just Camp Jupiter. This is a thing for Camp Half Blood as well, because if the kids know how their godly parent, you know, met their mortal parent, there must be some kind of hint in there. Like sometimes it doesn't make sense. Like I can't remember fully how Sally met. I think she met him on a beach, so that half kind of makes sense. But sometimes maybe it won't. But like that shouldn't give some hint and like say they're, cl- they're claiming another god as their parent being like oh this makes sense because this is how my mum or dad met them so that would make a lot of sense the god would get pissed off enough that they're getting you know mistaken for someone else that they'd eventually claim them it could have been a really good workaround for getting the gods to get off their asses and claim their kids because <laughs> what it took Mars four six weeks no four weeks no two weeks I don't know I think he said, when did Frank say his birthday was? I think he said it was two weeks ago. He's been at camp for a month. He left six months, uh, not six months, six weeks ago he left home. He did say when his birthday was. I think it was two weeks. Um, Da, 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 16, 16, 16. Um, His his 16th birthday, which had passed two weeks ago. Okay, I'm really confused then, because like, I don't know. I I know I had this conversation last week with Megan, and we got confused about the timeline because also his, I I can't remember what we did. It was a long time ago. I recorded that episode, <laughs> but yeah, that's just anyway. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter at all. I just think it'd be interesting if there was a way to kind of get the dogs, uh, the dogs, the gods to claim their kids through jealousy because they were mistaken for somewhere else. Or just the kids kind of doing process of elimination. Like, I know technically not being claimed properly means that they can't fully, but you know, it could work somewhat (laughs) of having like a question mark over, like, you know, the home's cabin at Camp Halfland, instead of it being so overcrowded, they figure out through process of elimination, oh, this could make sense. Yeah, like the cabin could accept them. So say like a kid whose mum, like think about Annabeth, for example, whose mum was like this really incredible architect lecturer professor or whatever at this really elite university and really loved talking about this sort of stuff so attracts Athena to them and but Athena hasn't claimed this kid but the kid knows that they met at a architecture lecturing conference or something you know process of elimination Athena kids could be like yeah you know that's close enough you know there's a connection there come on on and if it turns out to be wrong later on, fair enough. Maybe I'll get the... Co- this is completely off topic. It's not remotely related, but yes, it was dumb that they couldn't figure out it was Mars. And I'm kind of annoyed that no one figured out that it was Mars before now. But anyway, that doesn't... Besides the point. Um, We're going into the main chapter bits of it and all that sort of stuff. There are a few things I want to bring up. Um, firstly, I don't get why Hazel's tunnel-finding ability had to be a secret like she kind of gets super upset that frank told this secret but i don't get why because it's a super useful skill for war games and for life that surely would get her some bonus points with you know the legionnaires sorry that's a dog i don't know if you can hear that the very unhappy dog um but i just feel like it, like it would definitely get her some bonus points but maybe i guess maybe it's to not stand out i don't know but it's just it's just a really random thing to be like hey that was meant to be a secret i can't believe you told my secret because wh- why why is it a secret i don't get it maybe she, i guess she doesn't have friends maybe i don't know it was just really random and i was just kind of like oh <laughs> there's a really random thing for frank to like <sighs> i don't know it was just weird it was weird but anyway um the only thing i want to say is also so frank has the gorgon blood he has two different vows Oh wait, no, I just got it now. Okay. I think I missed that part. I literally wrote down when did he have time to get the Gorgon blood? But then I realized that it was like a trophy for them being killed or something, wasn't it? Yeah, that's what it was. I for some just like fully blanked over that until just now. Um <laughs> so my question of like when did he have the time? Um he didn't need the time. It was just given to him because uh, technically it was given to Percy because Percy defeated them, but Frank took them and he kind of feels bad about it. Um, But, you know, he kind of needs it because he could die at any moment, so, you know, it's fair enough. Uh, He probably should have mentioned it to Percy, but Percy knew, so, you know, it works out either way. Um, In relation to Frank as a character just in general, though, I do want to say that I do understand for any of my Percy Jackson podcaster friends who are listening. I do kind of get where you guys are coming from about the questionable masculinity elements of Frank. Um, like, the wanting to protect Hazel when she doesn't need it. Just the, just, kind of just some of the things that he thinks about her. It's not always cute all the time. Like, I don't know. It's just, yeah, there are some things that I'm just immediately kind of like, oh, okay, I kind of see it now. I do still like him though, and I'm still mad that Rick ruined his character, but yeah, there's, I get where you're coming from. But, you know, (laughs) we'll see, yeah, I get it, and I'm kind of sad that I do. I don't really have any other things for this, which I feel like is bad from the get-go, that there isn't much to say. Um, feedback well, obviously, I've got lots of stuff to say in the in the plot and um, the character section. So let's just head into that actually, because just starting with plot. Um, I'm I'm not gonna lie, it felt kind of redundant to a degree to get Frank's entire, like almost entire backstory on the fire stick and about Thanatos and the fact that it was Juno who created the stick and all this sort of stuff in his second chapter as a pov character like we're just getting to know him we're just getting to understand all these sort of things we're getting info about a quest a few chapters later like this just this whole information about his whole backstory just feels really early and really sudden like there it there wasn't enough build up to it for me to feel like an entire chapter dedicated to it was well, not an entire half a chapter was, dedicated to it is justified like bring that in later like especially after the thanatos bit of like mars coming in just being like hey thanatos has been changed like maybe in a later chapter or even in the same chapter like frank having this whole dilemma of the fact of oh wow i know that name i know the situation that my stick is meant to help with freeing thanatos I don't know how to feel about that, like, conflicted, because we'd have the information about Thanatos at that point. So bringing up this information of knowing about Thanatos being trapped so long ago would feel more significant other than, instead of when it comes up now, where it just feels kind of random and out of place. I'm also just kind of slightly jumping a little bit to the character part just kind of annoyed but we've basically gotten frank's entire bloody backstory already like i know later in the book we are going to see his grandma and we're kind of getting a little bit more but it just it kind of sucks that we're not really getting like we're basically getting his entire life story already in like half a chapter and that's basically it i don't know i just it's disappointing that we kind of aren't getting going to get more of him later on to a degree and that it's all just happening straight away. Like, we have, obviously, the Hazel flashback situation, but we get loads of those. We only kind of get one moment of this, maybe another, and the other is one now with Frank's grandma, so it's kind of not as much. I don't know, it just felt really weird to get this huge backstory so early on when we don't know anything about Frank in general, so it's just kind of like, wow, this is a lot of information about a character I don't really care about right now because... We've barely spent any time with him. We just we needed that info when we actually care about Frank. Like giving it this sad story now is just kind of out of place. And like you are not going to reel readers in with this sad backstory when we don't know anything about this. We we've got con- no connection to this character right now. We know about the stick. But we don't need to know its history right now when we don't even really know anything about frank right now like that whole section could have been cut and like used later i don't know i'm sorry i'm just ranting a little bit about that it's not it's not that it was bad it just it was somewhat unnecessary at that point in time but anyway um aside from that though yay quest time (laughs) we had some hints prior to all of this though not as many as, as i kind of would have liked how far in we are already but i'm glad the plot is pushing ahead we have our end goal we have insight to the level of bad things are at this point though we kind of had some of that previously like we've not had much emphasis on gaia so far in this book which i think is good considering there is also significance to her story with hazel later on so building up to that a little bit is good although i'm also more i'm just more interested in the giant situation because guy is kind of boring to me and i talked about this last uh, episode with megan guy should not have been the villain it should have just been the giants because the giants were the only ones who were the villains in the original mythology anyway guy was never involved. besides the point anyway but it does make me uh, okay lost hero took place Nearly half a year ago, technically, in like timeline world, which makes it super weird that people like just that. This is the first time people have noticed that no one's dying. Like they have, they've said that people have died in these war games before. So, you know, when <laughs> like why weren't they noticing people dying before? I don't know. I just it's not <laughs> okay. Hold on, let me reword this properly. So, Thanatos has been missing for a while. This isn't the first... This isn't like he's just suddenly gone missing. He's been gone for a while, because we've had Medea back, we've had Midas back, we've had monsters coming back from the dead and all this sort of stuff. Like, that's all been happening in the Lost Hero, which happened six, seven months ago, timeline-wise. So we already know monsters haven't been dying. We already know that old legendary people have been returning. So surely that means that the case of the the girl who di- was it Gwen yeah the girl who died Gwen she shouldn't have been the first one who died and come back as a demigod because this has been going on for months and months and months so the fact this is only just sudden I know it's obviously it's it's a book like <laughs> the logic it, it's book logic but I don't know just my in my head I'm like I know they've kind of mentioned that some things have been a bit amiss and they don't fully know what's going on but. Surely they'd like, there would have been more things like this prior. and It's just, it's kind of weird. Um, but along that line though... Oh, sorry, I did not mean to yawn halfway through. I've had a really long day, I'm really sorry. <laughs> um, I think the thing I do want to bring up plot-wise that I do really like and it is the fact that... The building of the team makes a lot of sense now I know technically Frank hasn't built up the team at this point but we know where it's going to go but it makes sense we've seen these three in action them doing the war games was the perfect setup for them becoming a team for this quest and I absolutely love the war games it makes so much sense for the storyline of everything that is happening here and where things are going to progress to because we've seen all three of them use each other like frank being frank being a leader and i'm kind of this later on i won't bring it up actually frank being the leader of this quest and also being a leader in the war games is a perfect setup doesn't really follow through which is kind of disappointing but besides the point but him being able to figure out people's strengths as fighters and even their weaknesses to an extent of knowing where to put them to keep to their strengths. It's just... It was just a really good way to set up how things are going to go down the line. And I'm just... It does then continue to make me really sad that The Lost Hero did not... does not stand up in comparison to Son of Neptune. Um, are there some things that I think would, could have been done a little bit better plot-wise? Yes. For example, just, you know, the things that I mentioned, removing the backstory on the fire stake, not necessary. And also making, you know the Mars situation not be so out of the ordinary. Because like we've just seen him be very incredible in military fighting. I mean, it's kind of obvious at this point. Um, and I know it was the same case with Percy, but you know, kids aren't dumb. That's all I wanna say, kids are not dumb. Especially considering we've been mentioning Mars a lot already and know that Mars is about military and fighting and all this sort of stuff. And Frank has been very good at military strategy and fighting. literally connect the dots is not that hard (laughs) and kids aren't dumb but anyways the plot's progressing i'm very happy about that but let's go into character and of course the only character i really want to talk about is frank because so far frank is a pretty interesting character what i love is that he's a sweetheart who is also just really good at fighting but kind of doesn't know that he's good at fighting like he doesn't even really realize how well he's doing at fighting like the legionnaire uh, yeah, the Legionnaires that he's fighting against for the first and second cohort in the War Games. He doesn't even fully recognise how well he's doing. And I kind of love that. Like, he gives me very much friendly neighbourhood Spider-Man vibes. Like, he wants to help people. Sometimes the help is beating other people up. But he doesn't really know his own strength yet. Like, he was literally able to barrel through a bunch of people because he's such a big guy. That, like, he was able to take them out very, very easily. And <laughs> with a little effort... Um, and in a way that surprised me, in the sense of like he just did it so well and so easily. Um, but he <laughs> he's he's just re- he's very sweet, a bit too sweet sometimes. Which like I've, sometimes I feel like you can't say someone can be too sweet because we need kind people in this world. But some of the things that he says and does, I'm like, Ugh. but I blame that more on Rick than Frank. So <laughs> um, it does make me sad, though seeing this whole bit with the war games and seeing him taking on almost this leadership role that his arc as a character within the series isn't about him being this leader and gaining confidence in his leadership because like he's not confident he doesn't really kind of know what he's doing he thinks like he keep he says when he's planning this stuff that his ideas never go right but that's definitely confidence speaking because everything goes right like This could have been his arc of him having the confidence to believe in himself and becoming a leader but Rick ruins it so badly by basically having him become the epitome of toxic masculinity and deciding that he needs to get buff and murder people. I mean like that's no that's not an arc. (laughs) That's like a villain origin story which by the way would have been freaking amazing if Frank somehow like eventually became a villain that would be cool it doesn't happen but that would be cool his backstory also is very interesting though like i said i do wish some of it been safe for later we've basically gotten his entire story in his first point of view chapters and well it was in his second chapter as a pov character and we basically get not much later obviously other than the that we meet his grand later i don't know i just I just feel, it's just a bit frustrating that his story feels a bit rushed in comparison to the others. And this is the others as the seven as a whole. All of the seven have really fleshed out stories, have really fleshed out backstories, and fleshed out, not fleshed out, predominantly fleshed out-ish arcs to a degree. They're not great in most cases. Um, But Frank is the one who from what I remember last time I'm gonna to have to double check now I think he he has the least amount of chapters out of everyone in in the seven um, well obviously other than Nico and Raina but they're not part of the seven um, let me double check uh, da, da, da. yeah I'm, I'm pretty sure that's what I remember reading um, yeah Frank has the least amount of chapters out of the seven He has 24 chapters in total that's just kind of really sucky that because also then it's just no wonder (laughs) that his story feels so rushed we barely get any chance to have his story because he's barely given any role i don't know it's just you can tell you can tell that his story is rushed because that is exactly what it is And it kind of sucks because I I like Frank as a character. I like the concept of Frank as a character, but I feel like Rick didn't, or like Rick didn't know where to go with his character. There was very obvious options, but like having Frank become one of the leaders of the Seven, like imagine him and Annabeth. But like, obviously, I'm not a fan of the Annabeth and Percy being part of the Seven. But imagine him and Annabeth being leaders you've got a representative for camp jupiter and a representative for camp half blood the ones who have the but like basically the same person just from different camps both military strategists that's not a word strategists that's the way to say it who are able to come up with ways to you know work things out and also people who love so deeply about those in their in their lives and all this sort of stuff I don't know. I just it would. This is also the additional thing. Their friendship would have been amazing. Do we get one outside of the fact that like Annabeth is helping him figure out how to what? What's it called? Um, the the finger trap things, the Chinese finger traps or whatever it is that aren't actually Chinese finger traps, as Frank points out, that he gets stuck in and everyone makes fun of him for. Well, I say everyone, mainly Leo because Leo's a dick, but. I don't know, their friendship would have been great, but we don't get any we don't get any development between the seven at all. And I'm jumping ahead. But yeah, I just I want him to have a leadership role. But he doesn't get one until kind of later. And even then, not really. <laughs> or at least we don't really see much of it. I just I like the idea of Frank being a guy who has a lack of confidence in himself, finds a way to build that confidence in a non-toxic masculine way Um, because unfortunately that is the direction it somewhat goes, and becoming a leader, because he does have leadership skills, as we have seen. And honestly, his leadership skills are a lot better than Percy's, because Percy has none. He just keeps being made a leader, and it makes no sense. But anyway... (laughs) Sorry, that ended up becoming a mini rant. I'm sorry about that. Um, (laughs) But yeah, I don't think I really have anything else to say, except... I like Frank so far, I wish he was given a better role in the series, and um, he deserves to be a leader for this quest, and considering what happens in the next section, um, I'm mad that no one else believes in him. But anyway, <laughs> of course, this is what you're all waiting for, and that is this week's question of the episode. So I want to know, what did you think about Frank's weaknesses in relation to the stick? did it surprise you did you like it i want to know what you think because it's something we've never really seen before in this series and i kind i personally quite like it because i think it's an interesting concept of giving someone such like an incredible amount of abilities but because he's too powerful sort of like the it's his own personal achilles heel in some way i just i like these ideas i like it because it's also a different manifestation of achilles heel in comparison to like the Achilles curse that Percy had is a different manifestation and it's also in a sense more terrifying because he has no idea what could happen like he has no control over what could happen with that like he can literally think fire and he could be dead in the next second it's terrifying it's cool it's fascinating so yes what do you think about Frank's weakness in relation to the stick that'll be going up on our social media so be sure to keep an eye out on that. And yeah, thank you all for joining me for this week's section. Uh, be sure to join me next Wednesday as we continue our universe journey. To plug where you can find our podcast, we are available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Audioboom, Stitcher, and basically where we listen to your podcasts. In the meantime, between episodes, you can find The Best Damn Camp on various social media at Best Pod on Instagram and Twitter. If you want to email me with your thoughts on the episode, you can email thebestdampcamp at hotmail.com or, if you want to support the podcast, you can head over to the Patreon page at patreon.com slash ahealthydoseoffran, which is linked in the episode show notes for things like early access to episodes and other exclusive perks. Want more Royal verse content? Check me out on YouTube at a Healthy Dose of Fran. And if you want to support my writing career, drop me a follow at a Dose of Fran on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. Again, thank you all for tuning in. As always, I've been Fran, your very own Hunter, and I'll see you just me to you all next time. Bye.